Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Hope Radio Podcast. My name is Sean Davis. I'm your humble host. And joining me, as always, my wife, my partner in life, my beautiful bride. Her name is... Just Jen. That's quite an introduction, isn't it? <laughs> you proud of me? Yeah, that was great. Isn't it awesome? Do I get points? <laughs> All the points you want. Need. <laughs> Bonus points. Bonus points. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited about uh, today's show. We've got a guest coming on our show by the name of Sean. Oh my gosh, two Seans. I don't know if I can handle this. I know, right? He spells his name the same way that I do, too, which is also rare. So are you saying that S-H-A-W-N is the correct way or is S-E-A-N the correct well, way? Well, see, I, I don't really feel like it's my job to say which is correct and which is not correct. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that for my spelling, mm-hmm. his is the same. So maybe it's the boy version of Sean. Maybe it's the non-Irish version of Sean. Oh, I'm Irish. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the reason that we're having Sean, Sean Eiferman is his name, and uh, he was introduced to us by another guest that had come on our podcast. And this guy's doing some incredible work. I'm really excited to talk with him because what he's doing, he's an artist and a musician. He's Mm -hmm. a songwriter. You know, his mom was a... uh, famous opera singer and his dad was a hall of famer bodybuilder and wow. so it's just interesting but he he's in new he's in uh, las vegas i'm mm-hmm. sorry and uh what he's doing is he's going online you can check him out every day at noon and eight at that vegasshow.com so he's going online daily doing two concerts basically mm-hmm. one at noon and one at 8 p.m mm-hmm. all the proceeds going to help local artists that are struggling in Vegas. Wow. That's fantastic. You, you know, know in this coronavirus with nobody out and about, yeah. like how many artists are struggling. So he's taken all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds of these. So mm-hmm. people can listen, they mm-hmm. can request songs, they can make a donation. He's taken 100% of that and given it to artists in need in Vegas. Yeah. We, we got a chance to check out one of his lives and... He's fun. He's fun. He's funny. He's interesting. <laughs> he was like eating while right before he was getting ready to sing. And I'm like, I like this guy because he's eating. And yes. I love food. So yes. I was like, we can totally relate. And he was playing the guitar. I so. think it was salmon. I think we saw him eating salmon. <laughs> I love salmon. So he's uh, he's quite a character and we're going to have a lot of fun. I know we're going to have a lot of fun listening to him, talking with him. And really what I want to want to do is like, here's an example of somebody doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, getting outside themselves, getting outside their concerns. We all have concerns. We all have anxieties. We all have fears. You know, it's a very challenging time right now, but he's stepping outside of that and serving others that are less fortunate. And um, I respect that a ton. I do too. I mean, I think it's incredible what he's doing. Add humor, add music, songwriting. Food. Food. (laughs) Guitars. Can't can't forget food. Yeah. All right. Should we call him? Should we get him online? Yes. All right. Here we go. All right, so we've got Sean Eiferman on the line, and uh, I just can't wait to talk to you. I mean, you're doing some great things for other artists in Vegas, and um, I just applaud what you're doing. You're doing two concerts a day. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah. Hi, everybody. I, I, I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> I love what you guys are doing, and I can't wait to talk to you about it. Awesome. This is well, very, uh, there's a lot of reciprocation going on. I don't know if that's a big word for <laughs> Yeah, re- reciprocation, <laughs> I, I think, is a great... It, but that's how I feel. <laughs> that is awesome. So yeah. you're, you're an artist yourself, um, and you, you are doing something to give back. And so w- when did this start, and how did it start? Well, when uh, exactly two weeks ago in one day. So we've been doing this for, it's crazy, 15 days. Um, exactly. Uh, and uh, one afternoon I was having lunch with my wife and we just started talking about uh, me kind of jonesing for, like I was sitting on the couch earlier that day playing guitar. And somebody who plays guitar, you know, for a living, it's almost like a carpenter. Mm-hmm you know, or a plumber, like grabbing his tools and fiddling around. It just doesn't happen <laughs> often enough. And all of a sudden my wife said, uh, uh, Hey, you, you know what I haven't seen you do ever <laughs> sit on the couch and play guitar. <laughs> it's usually all, you know, my hand hurts. I got I've got it in a bowl of ice water to, for a busy work week. You know I mean? It really is, uh, taxing in, in some ways, but then all of a sudden I hadn't played a show in, in almost a full week. And I guess I was kind of jonesing for it. And so it started, that was really the embryo of the conversation of me thinking, well, maybe I could do a show like or something, you know, virtually. And then I hopped on the old interwebs and saw that, you know, there's a, a couple of people that are that were doing that thing, you know, like mm-hmm. what, what I'm doing, basically a guitar and a microphone sitting in a, in a room. And they had their Venmo and their PayPal and their, their stuff up. And, and I realized they're doing that because, you know, their bookings dried up and they got desperate. Mm-hmm. They freaked out immediately and were like, I have to start, uh, you know, begging for tips, basically. And I know that's got a bad connotation to it, but that's that's the way it looked. It looked very desperate. Like, um, and I felt and, these you know, these guys are maybe newer to the industry than I am or whatever. And so I started thinking to myself, well, why don't I, why don't I flip the script and do the exact same thing? Why don't I do this exact same thing, guitar and a microphone in my bathroom, and uh, but, but start a fund for for all the musicians in Vegas. I, I've been here for 35 years, by the way, a professional working musician um, in the entertainment capital of the world. It, mm-hmm. it creates an interesting uh, tapestry of musicians that I uh, that I know, and uh, man, again, I don't mean to rip on anybody, but most musicians aren't great you know, business people, they, they're not really good with their money. They, they save up, they play a thousand shows a week just to save up money to go to, cause they want to go snowboard in Japan for a week and they blow every <laughs> penny of it. Uh, that sounds fun. You know, the poor starving musician, right? It, <laughs> tell me about it. the, the, the poor starving musician thing is a thing because you know, they just don't have that mindset. So I knew there were some people that needed the help financially and and the win-win of it is that apparently, a long answer to a short question, I needed a little bit of purpose in my day. Yes. I and and uh, you know the we took the quarantine. We are t- <clears throat> excuse me. We are taking the quarantine very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, without any doom and gloom, we just want to be part of the solution. And so that's been my whole mantra. Like on a day-to-day, minute-to-minute, whatever we're doing is a part of the solution. That's kept me hopeful. That's yes. kept me 
optimistic. You know what I mean? I just, uh, and, and that's part of, you know, uh, I guess looking outward again, instead of, Hey, this is my Venmo. Mm-hmm. You guys send me money. Um, and this is the crazy part. This is really the bow on the story. Um, is that once I did that for about three or four days and we raised, uh, like almost $5,000 in less than a week, I think mm-hmm. that number like freaked people out. Like, wow, these, th- this is really <laughs> like, this is good. This That's is a good really thing. Good. Yeah. Um, and especially the response I got from the artists. I call, I called people every day and said, Hey, by the way, you were nominated for today's show. Aww. We're sending you $426. I and they just that. went, and two of them, two of them, I don't know yeah. either. So like I'm on the phone with somebody. I'm like, Hey, I don't think we've met, but you got nominated by yesterday's artist. That's how it's going. I don't want anybody to think I'm picking favorites. Yeah. Um, and just my buddies. And so, uh, all of a sudden I'm on the phone with somebody and I go, Hey, you've got 400 and something dollars coming to you. Do you want it by Venmo? He's like, this is a scam, right? Are you going to ask me for my social security? <laughs> like, they, it, and then, and then there was silence on the phone. I mean, real deal, like, um, powerful calm came over them and, and boy, you want to talk about a gratitude on yeah. top of the hopeful on top of, uh, yeah, it was just fantastic. And so I, I got goosebumps talking about it just now. Yeah. Two of those people in the first week I'd never met before. And it was really interesting. I don't think I've ever, um, heard, you know, over the phone like that, an immediate wave of gratitude. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then all of a sudden it was a no brainer. Like we're doing the right thing. This is a very cool thing. Yeah. Um, and it just turned into a great thing. And then, like I said, the bow that I wanted to wrap on the story is that uh, all of a sudden people started asking me when I was going to get a show nominated to me. Like, this is a great thing you're doing, but you're not Bill Gates. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, what, what do you, this is a little, yeah. uh, you know, this is a little one, one way street. And so out of nowhere, uh, somebody here in Vegas that had a marketing company, has a marketing company said, Hey, I want to sponsor your show. Oh my gosh. Wow. I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. What are you talking about? (laughs) And he goes, well, let me throw you, you know, 50 bucks a show and you can mention my website. And if anybody needs, you know, marketing strategies or Mm -hmm. websites or SEO. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I'm turning into Johnny Carson. Like I have (laughs) (laughs) commercials. uh, And then, and then he said, yeah. And I want to sponsor four of them. So let me Venmo you $200. And for the next four shows, just mentioned the Rogers Group Marketing Company. And I, my head exploded. I'm like, this just became like this really great win-win. Uh, we're almost like we're creating our own TV show while creating our own economy, while creating the, the, the best part of this whole thing, which I keep saying over and over again, which we've created happy distraction. Mm. Yes, I, I love That's that. That's been my other mantra, is just realizing that um, you know, even when it's only 20, 30 people on a webcast, you know I mean? It's not like I've got Johnny Carson numbers. This isn't NBC. I'm not on HBO, but <laughs> not uh, yet, but we, right. They're working on it. That's my, my audition reel. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Be great. Crazier things have happened. Yes. Things have happened. But so now, uh, yeah, we got four, four shows sponsored this morning from a, a woman who has a cosmetic line. Um, well, uh, some, somebody, again, I've never met named Michael Jones last week, 
said, I love what you're doing. And he has a, this is ironic. He has a website called music for hope. Dot org. Wow. wow. <laughs> um, you listen to that common thread, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he, out of nowhere, he Venmoed me $500. He goes, I want to sponsor, if it's 50 bucks a spot, I want to sponsor your next 10 shows. Wow. And that's so, incredible. you know, that's to our payment and, you know, all the stuff that you start worrying about mm-hmm. as this progresses. If we go three months, six months, you know, and, and I can just, uh, this sounds crazy, but it's true. You don't talk about being hopeful for the future. If I just sit in my bathroom for two hours a day and put your songs, <laughs> um, and and somebody somewhere simply goes, "Hey, I want to. I want you to mention my website or my company or my service," and it's at fifty bucks per show, and I'm making a hundred dollars a day. That keeps us afloat without yeah. touching anything. I don't have any other. I don't need any other income coming in. That's you know covers pretty much our, our overhead during mm-hmm. this whole craziness. Yes. Um, Here, here's what I, we, I think uh, is going to happen. I think it's going to actually turn into something far more significant than that. Because when you, when you sow seeds of hope and encouragement and support and coming alongside others, you know, it's, it's just amazing what comes back to you. I think mm-hmm. it's a tenfold expectation yeah. that comes back to you. And, and, uh, I agree with you, you know, like Jen, Jen and I did the same thing with our podcast. We, um, you can only Netflix and chill so much, you know, like, so we got, we got that out of our system, I think. And then all of a sudden, and that took about maybe three days for me because like, I can't not be productive, you know? And so, you know, I'm lamenting my problems. We can't go work on our houses. We got nowhere to go. And yet I've got this beautiful podcast studio because I I used to do a a financial show. I'm a former financial advisor for 22 years. And I did a show for nine years here in uh, Sacramento. And so I had this, this podcast studio and I'm like, we, we haven't touched it in like a year. And, um, something spoke to me about 10 years ago about doing something about hope, but I just didn't feel like the timing was right. And then all of a sudden when all of this coronavirus stuff started happening and shelter in place and social distancing and like, I just felt this little tap on my shoulder that, you know, now, now is the time to bring out this, uh, show about, uh, about hope. And, and I think Jen and I went through the same kind of, um, experience that you did, you know, doing it with an expectation that we're going to do it for others, but not really expecting the, the huge positive benefit Mm -hmm. that we ourselves got from doing the show. Like when you reach out and support and uplift and encourage others, it's crazy how you end up being encouraged in that process. And you, you started something, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to other musicians. I'm going to, I'm going to do a show and I'm going to benefit them. And I'm, and you're meeting people that you've never met before, but you are dropping a Mm -hmm. kernel of hope and, and, and that, nobody else could do for some of these people. Right. And I, I just think that that's in sowing that kind of a seed. Mm-hmm. Trust me, it's going to come back to you. It, it, oh, it yeah. really will. Not that that's the reason why you did it. You know, you did it because you're altruistic and you want to help. But yet, you know, I do, I do feel like it, it will come back to you in spades. I, I, uh, boy, I don't think that's our opinion. I think my experience just in the last two weeks is proving that theory is, yeah. is, is exactly that. Mm-hmm. And it's not just what we initially started off doing, no. which was just to keep me, you know, idle hands. Like I, I didn't want to be sitting around, like you said, the Netflix and chill thing. We just got married three weeks ago. So this is, this is also, oh, wow. <laughs> this, Congratulations. This, uh, Congratulations. Yeah. And, uh, happy honeymoon. Did you get married in Vegas? 
Did you get married? Uh, we did not. No. We, we did not. We got married. Uh, we're in the middle of a, well, not right now we're not, but uh, for the last two years, we've been developing a, a huge commercial project. It's a labor of love for us. <laughs> Neither one of us have a background in commercial land development and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But we are, uh, uh, we, we want to build a castle here in Vegas. Wow. I know that sounds really crazy. I've been no, singing it's brown awesome. girl, the drunk tourist for 35 years. <laughs> um, but we, uh, so we, yeah, I mean, I'll just mention it. You can take a look at it and your listeners can take a quick peek. It's, it's on monarchcastle.com. Um, and the Monarch Castle is this brainchild of us going to a wedding a couple of years ago that just sucked. <laughs> it was just terrible. Um, and uh, it was just one of those cookie cutter. Uh, Who's you know, whose wedding was it? it, is it. He's not going to want to share that. Uh, I, I have to plead. I have to plead the fifth on the answer to that question. But a it's smart, a great question. Smart man. Um, but my yeah, castle was inspired I, I by your wedding. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, I know where the landmines are. I'm not going to step on that one. Uh, so. Uh, uh, so out of nowhere, we ended up with, this sounds even crazier, we have a castle consultant <laughs> in the mix, in the team that we've had to compile for this project. Wow. No, and, I'm, I'm uh, surprised that so, there's such a person as a castle consultant, but I'm even more surprised oh, well, that you were able to find <laughs> a castle well, consultant. Record, now, wait a second. We gave him that title <laughs> uh, for our project. He became our castle consultant He's because he, consultant. he has owned and operated the Ashley Castle in Phoenix, Arizona okay. for 23 oh. years. All right. Wife. I think that qualifies um, somebody as a, a castle consultant. Thing. Oh, 100%. They do great business. It's just a beautiful facility. Wow. And I'll definitely send you some wedding pictures. We just got them yesterday. Awesome. awesome. Yes, please do. Um, And so, yeah, we, we so we did, uh, and, which is even crazier, we call this our honeymoon. This is definitely <laughs> not our honeymoon. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but getting back to, to the whole, like Jack's I'm, I'm, you know, I'm drinking my cup of coffee right now. And my wife is out back right now doing a, a step class. I'm watching her dance around <laughs> in, in my backyard. Like you talk about, you know, the Netflix and chill, you gotta, you gotta create new routines and different mm -hmm. things and keep busy with productive things. And that happily distracted mantra, mm -hmm. um, I think ripples into everything as well. I couldn't I agree more. A, a, yeah, right? I mean, this is a, such a unique experience <laughs> in that everybody's experiencing the same thing. Yeah. That's what that's, we shared. Uh, my, my, I was going to say, that's what that's my what, kids have. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's no, hard, go it's ahead. hard when we can't see each other's faces <laughs> yeah. to see who's going to talk. <laughs> I was just, just right, going right. to say, we have, we have four boys. Uh, we're high school sweethearts. Oh, We've been goodness. married for... Yeah. Almost 26 what? years, mm -hmm. and uh, we've got a 24-year-old, a 22-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 13-year-old. But we're and only 25. We're only 25 years old. Yeah, yes. of course. <laughs> <laughs> metric. We're using the metric system to yes. yes. fantastic. <laughs> Holy cow. Poor but we, boys. But yeah. we shared with our boys, you know, that um, that this is a remarkable time. This, this is a time that will... Yeah. be taught in history for their kids and for their grandkids. And, um, you know, we're, we're just saying that, you know, number one, they should be journaling. They should be writing this down. It's part of the reason why we do the podcast too, to have a, like an audio archive of what we're going yeah. through and what's mm -hmm. happening and, and stuff like that. History. 
Yeah, exactly. But this is, there's few times where you actually know every single day that history is occurring, that they will talk about this, that they will write about this, that this will be discussed, lessons will be learned. And I I said to him, you're going to see the best of humanity. And I think that you're going to see some of the worst of humanity. And, um, you know, it's just our job to try to be on that that best of humanity side and be productive and do something and give back. And, you know, part of the solution. Yes, part of the solution. Part of the solution. Otherwise, you're part of the problem. Again, that's not my opinion. That's been uh, the thing. That's a proven fact. Uh, Yes, it is. It's funny. My journal, the cover of my, the front cover of my journal says that I am journaling through this whole thing as well. Uh, is titled The Great Toilet Paper Famine of 2020. Because <laughs> uh, uh, that was really our first experience. You want to talk about a lack of hope. Yeah, exactly. You want to talk about scarcity. Yeah. Man, to watch people go walk into a, a grocery store and uh, where they couldn't give away the kale. Like, let's... Uh, you know what I mean? We, we, yeah. you, if you wanted apples or anything uh, fresh or healthy, or healthy <laughs> uh, it was there. If you wanted Pop-Tarts or toilet paper, you were screwed. <laughs> um, so true. It was hilarious. <laughs> Holy cow. I couldn't believe it. Yep. Um, and, uh, and I remember thinking to myself, like, these people really quickly, like really, it, it, like a switch, were... were in scarcity mode, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a complete lack of hope, mm-hmm. um, and 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 I have a I have a tattoo on my left arm mm-hmm. that is I've used the word mantra a few times already today, but um, this is enough to where I, I tattooed it on my arm, and I'm not a big tatted up musician guy. I've only got a couple, mm-hmm. and and only one that you can see twenty four seven, and it says everything is temporary, uh-huh. and and. Those three words for me create hope on a day-to-day basis and gratitude. And I, I re, it's kind of a nowism thing. I have a couple people, especially as I was getting married, they're like, how does your new bride feel about the <laughs> fact that you think that the marriage is going to probably end? <laughs> and I go, well, my new bride knows, knows that that is the kind of question that somebody that just bought 17 pounds of toilet paper would ask. <laughs> um, Excellent point. We, we, we do not have that mindset. She, she has the exact same. She gets it. She realizes that the fact that everything is temporary allows me to really be in the moment mm-hmm. at all times. I, I couldn't agree more. Like, it's, I, it's, it's, I, that, it's that it's that idea that everything is a season. Like, mm-hmm. this is just a season. This is yeah. not forever. This right. is not going to go on forever. There will be an end to this. And then when you understand that there's going to be an end to it, there mm-hmm. can be a light at the end of the tunnel, and you can get through anything. You know, yeah. like, it's just right. it's just one of those things. Like, I think that's great. Everything is temporary. Yeah. It's how I manage all the disappointments and how I manage all of the excitement. Tempering both ways. Yes, you oh, temper yeah. both. You know, like like we were we were talking to a gentleman yesterday that um, that just really started this movement back in '09 about creating more awareness of and, and a skill of actually generating happiness, like creating happiness. And he's somebody that mm-hmm. Stephanie had referred us to, and and uh, it was just Love so that. great to. Yeah, yes. to to talk with him, and but he, you know, he had this list of ten ways that you can like you can engender happiness. But you know, like the the whole idea behind it was 
you know, he just started asking a question on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you right now? And that led mm-hmm. to him coming into contact with a guy that he found out the next day was about to commit suicide, but because he had stopped him and asked him and told him story after story, this, this guy found a, a ray of hope in that. And from that perspective, then decided not to take his own life. And I just think that, you know, when we look at these circumstances where everyone is challenged and, you know, we all must rise to the occasion and you can choose to be part of the solution or choose to be part of the problem. But if you're part of the solution, part of the solution is really, you know, looking to help others, you know, and if you have that perspective of helping others, it does so much to help your own mindset, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So you, you've been doing yeah, this for two I, weeks, yeah. right? 15 days. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you, so each concert, so let me understand this. And it's that for our listeners, you, they go to, well, I call it a concert. It, it, it it's was a fo- concert. It, it, it was. I, I mean, John, John Legend, John Legend and the Backstreet Boys, they're all doing these like live concerts right now. It's actually really cool, and I, so, and I think totally it's awesome. Stole my idea. You, you, are, you, yeah. I'm. You should talk to them about that. Yeah, copyright infringement no. right there. No, I think it, I think it's awesome though. But it's that Vegas show. So if if somebody's interested in in watching yeah. and contributing, it's that Vegas show. dot com, and you do a live. Um, set at noon, and then you do another live set at 8 p.m. So let me understand this. When you do the sets, there is an artist that is nominated to be the benefactor of that particular Mm -hmm. set. Is that how it works? I started doing it per set, and then I realized that it was going to fluctuate a ton. Like, uh, it went from, you know, there's a difference between viewership on a noon show and an 8 p.m. Oh, right. in contributions of those people uh, who knows what that demographic looks like on some chart but um, uh, I, I didn't want it I wanted to democratize it of, of sorts or whatever you want to call it so I uh, I'm, I'm just doing it weekly now so let's say that first week we raised $5,000 plus right okay. so we there were uh, four, 13 shows in the first week so I just split $5,000 13 ways and gave all 13 artists the exact same amount of money oh, awesome. I like that that's, that's awesome great. Keep it fair. Yeah. <laughs> and then artists yeah, that are right. benefited get yeah. to nominate other artists? Correct. Yeah, again, I don't want to be playing favorites or keeping any of the money. I'm a transparency nut. Mm-hmm. And so um, I do have a lot of friends here in town. It would be very easy to make a list of people that I just want to kind of throw bones to. Of course. Um, and I don't think that's fair either because I don't know the situations other people are in. Mm-hmm. And I like the ripple effect, the sort of fight club. Uh, thing that happens with this where all of a sudden they're, they're, it's, you know, like I said, that first week there were two people even met before that um, benefited from this. And that's really heartwarming mm-hmm. more than, hey, my buddy Jim, who plays drums in that yeah. one band, I, you know, I threw a couple of bucks last week. Um, and so I just, I like the, I like the ripple effect that I'm creating, but I really love it when I see the other ripples start to pop um, from this. And that's where I see this um i've had three or four in in 15 days i've had maybe three or four people that have started to do regular uh webcasts whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. these um they they haven't done it necessarily outwardly you know for other people Mm -hmm. Uh, testing the waters to see if it's viable 
which I get. I get. I just jumped right in on that guy. Um, we're that. We're those uh, type of people too. And, we just jump in and figure it yeah, out. You know. Yeah, with four boys. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I tried to have a girl. <laughs> she did. I, I'm an uh, only child, and so uh, I. Yeah. I, I saw. I, blame Sean. I, I was around her when a younger yeah. sister was like 13, 14, 15, and I saw what that younger sister did to her father. And I'm like, I don't want any girls, boy. I'll tell you what, I do not uh, want to live through that. I have a. Yep, true story. I have a 24 year old daughter, and and gray hairs. I have wisdom whiskers in my beard with her name on it. See. Uh, See. Yeah. In a very good, loving way. They're. they're uh, well, you want to talk about hope? You know, yeah. uh, man, I can shift gears here. I don't know how much mm-hmm. time we have, but yeah, we're good. Um, you know, fam. We got family. all day. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> we've watched cool, all right? our sh- we've yeah, watched yeah. all our shows on Netflix <laughs> except for that Tiger King thing. And we're, we are not watching. We haven't watched uh, that one yet. Everyone's talking about him, but we're we haven't we haven't partaken of uh, that of that unique. juice yet. I've watched some of it. <laughs> I have dipped my toe into the Tiger King. King. I just can't. Oh man, <laughs> I yeah. just can't. I'm, I'm we're I into Ozark, so. <laughs> We're we're more. Oh, me too. Into- <laughs> well, me we're too. only allowing one episode a day, though. Like we're 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 monitoring really? our consumption. Yeah, we we because wow, we don't want it. We don't want to get rid of it watched. so quick. We're on, we're on episode three, so right. don't tell is us. Is that self discipline or what? Dude, that is willpower. <laughs> that is serious willpower. Holy cow! We're trying. Um, my kids. No, no, no. You're doing. That's impressive. Um, my kids are 22 and 24. I have a 22 year old son, 23 year old daughter. They live together. They're roommates. Oh, very, I love that. Do they live in Vegas? They do. Okay. Super uh, cool. They're totally off on their own since they're 18. They're self-sustained. Um, I was pretty much a full-time single father for mm-hmm. uh, uh, the majority of those years after the divorce back in the good old days. And uh, and they knew that the socialism that was happening, the real deal socialism, where I, I was the government and, <laughs> and the housing and the food, like, you know, we provide everything, right? Yeah. Um, I was I was going to retire from that position at their 18th <laughs> birthday. They, they were weaned. They knew it was coming. So they've been in a good way. No, nobody was kicked yeah. out of the house or, you know, it wasn't. Um, and as they've become just people, right, it's, it's hard to call your kids kids yeah when they're like my son is six foot two you know two 200 pounds yeah, yeah. Uh, you know you got all boys they, yeah. they all of a sudden they just become men you know <laughs> they are um oh uh, they still smell like boys <laughs> i yes. was gonna but, say they stink but yeah <laughs> oh, they're, they, they're hair well, hair and, on their legs and yeah they're just they're men uh, all of them and we now well i don't know about your uh quarantine but the women with hair on their legs are <laughs> You know, what? I was laughing about that. I, I have not yet. Anymore. No, I've not yet seen the meme, but I'm imagining, you know, like caveman, you know, hair on guys and women like because they're not being you can't go get your hair done. You can't go get a haircut. Like yeah. what, what are people going to look like in about six weeks? You I know? would figure it out for all I'm of gonna us. I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> I gonna saw send it yesterday. It. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it to you. I saw it. Some some man. I'm going to see if I can paint the picture. Uh, uh some man put his hand in a pump in a high heel shoe, right? Oh no! And 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 so this big furry arm, which you can kind of tell it's an arm, but it's just this massively hairy arm. And then they put fake nails, like four inch, huge red painted, like Lee pressed on nails on yes. his hand. Oh my gosh! Oh and my it's gosh. like 
pushing its way out of this woman's <laughs> shoe, this high, and it says the end of the quarantine, and it's got this like, oh, it's hilarious, it's so <laughs> oh funny. My God. I'll send it to you. I'll find it yeah, again. Yeah, please great. do. <laughs> that is that is yeah, awesome. But the hope, I, I, oh, it's, uh, I, I, you guys are laughing. I, I just uh, described the sunset to Stevie Wonder. Oh, <laughs> you, you never know if it translates over the phone. Oh my gosh! Uh, so I, knew, kids, I knew I was gonna kids, laugh with uh, you. I knew I was gonna laugh with you. I watched I have, one of your things, and I was just like, "He's funny." <laughs> you were eating. <laughs> you funny. You're eating, and you're, I was you're like, eating "That oh, salmon. <laughs> that salmon was good." Yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Now, now I just yeah. realized though you that you were eating it in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, save a trip. <laughs> save a trip. Save there a you trip. go. It's all gonna end up there anyway. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> Oh my God! Hey kids, uh, right? All right, uh, rain it in. Come on, uh, my kids. As far as the hope goes, and I don't know if you've dealt with this. You're, you you have a couple that are old enough. You know, the high school years were the suicide years. Yeah, for them, not for them personally as much, but I mean everyone around them. And so we mm-hmm. started having real conversations again as the full time single father about that one thing and it's and it's um and it's not suicide the one thing that we talked about over and over and over again was when this would happen in their community there somebody in school in ninth grade had a feeling or sense of hopelessness it was just gone right i mean it's yeah it's the only way you can take a, a permanent solution and throw it at a temporary problem yes it's, in my opinion, I, I don't mean I to agree. be callous or cold I or agree. heartless about people that have made the decision to end their lives. Um, but but it, it, it is, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that exact thing. It is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And that temporary problem is hopelessness. So what you mm-hmm. guys are doing, without preaching to you, I, I just I, I feel connected in a lot of ways mm-hmm. to this conversation mm-hmm. and what you guys are doing. Um, and you as parents and you as now as like a artists, right? You have a show. I have a show. There's a lot of common thing. You know, um, I saw the cartoon video as well. Sean, you have the gray, the wisdom whiskers in your beard. That I, de- I have in my beard. I definitely do. Yeah. I do not, but I might oh, yeah. after the quarantine. <laughs> yes. this is oh, true. you will. You will. You just haven't spotted him yet. Yeah. Oh, great. And, uh, uh, right. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we spend way less time in front of a mirror these days. That's for damn <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've had some real, um, some real life experience with all of a sudden, you know, my son in his junior year, out of nowhere, was on the roof of one of these casinos in town. Oh wow! And oh my gosh! He drove up the top, and he was having trouble with grades, mm-hmm. and he had two friends, you know, not friends, friends, but two two kids that he knew in school. Um. That, uh, that, you know, one of them shot himself and the other one uh, with drug overdose. And it was very much on purpose. Um, and uh, it was it was heartbreaking to me to think of the parents, obviously. Yeah. It was heartbreaking to me to think of the friends. But the, the, the hardest part for me, not to make anything about me, but yeah. I, I sat there and I, on my couch when I, he told me about it. Mm. Not the rooftop, the, the, these kids. Yeah. And I, I thought to myself, how did somebody not sit them down and say, everything you're dealing with right now is temporary? Right. In both directions. You got an A on a test. Next week, you're going to get a C. Mm-hmm. Don't, get too, don't get too cocky. Um, 
that girl dumped you, there's going to be another one. Yeah. Uh, you didn't, you know, if cheerleading squad, there, you know, like all those things that seem in that little window of time, right? Mm-hmm. High school is that. Right, uh, right. Again, very similar to now where everybody goes through the same experience. Mm-hmm. Everybody has acne. Everybody, I mean, the list goes on of right. all the weird stuff, you know, the, the sexuality questions yeah. and the, the trouble with, with algebra and all this. We Everybody, yeah. everybody has a teacher they hate. Everybody has a teacher they love. And I go, uh, you know, you're going to graduate in, in a couple of years. And June 11th, you're going to get the, whatchamacallit, the diploma. And mm-hmm. June 12th, everything that was your entire life like goes away. It's so true. All yeah. that stuff you were stressed out about, all that stuff you were happy about. Yep. All your friends, like it, it all goes away mm-hmm. and you get to start over. Yeah. Somebody forgot to really hammer home to these kids. Yeah. That, that everything is temporary. Guy, yeah. You have, yeah, you have no idea what happens on June 12th. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> almost, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, it, that drives me crazy. It yeah. really drives. Like, how is that not taught in school? Like those sort of things. Like, I, I'm sure that uh, some of the you know uh, elective classes, mm-hmm. like home ec and wood shop and auto mechanics, are are cool for when I'm 25 and the alternator goes out in my blah blah blah. <laughs> but man, how relationship yeah. uh, studies is not a thing. Like in so ninth true. grade. Is when kids are uh, first year in high school, my first boyfriend, but all that stuff. Mm-hmm. How is there not a class? Mm-hmm. How is women are from Mars, men are from Venus, not mandatory? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I just right. I just feel like society in, in general misses some of the fundamental life skills that people need to be equipped with. We, we had a little bit of a similar conversation uh, yesterday just in terms of um, – you know, like this this guest that we had on, the happiness guy. I'll call him happiness guy, Edwin Edabiri, and um, and he just had ten ten steps, but they were meaningful, well thought out steps to fostering happiness. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I made the 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 comment that I have a sign in my office: happiness is a choice. And he said, you yeah. know, like I, I I see that, but if he said if you say that to somebody that has suffered all their life with depression, you're going to get a reaction that you may not anticipate from them. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, they, they don't want to be in that situation. You know, they, they would rather not be in that situation. He said, I created the list of, of 10 steps to really kind of outline what somebody can do to pull them out of that situation. It's yeah. just, if it was just as easy as I'm going to change my mind and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be put a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. He said, I would love it if it was that way, but it's, it's not. And, and I said to him, I said that this kind of stuff needs to be taught in high school. Right. It needs to be taught uh, in grade school. You know, yeah, I mean, like I, this, I need that list. Yeah. I need that list for grownups <laughs> that I know. We'll get you that, that list. Immediate. I know a couple of people, please. I know people that are spiraling right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, right? We all do. There, this is, uh, this is. you know, we just got on, the, we got on the phone. First two days that we realized we, we're going to go ahead and lock the door and stay home mm-hmm. um, were, were the days where we, we uh, I don't know who said this, and it's cliche in my house, but might be new to your listener. Um, you know, the, uh, the same wind blows on us all. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know where this comes from. Yes. You have to learn how to set your sails. Yep. Everybody, everybody's affected by this. So the first two days we were in here, we were hopeful. 
that, mm-hmm. that we could make the most of this. We'd actually, this is going to sound crazy, but it's true. We woke up this morning and, and um, looked at each other in bed and said, this is actually great. Like, we're, in, in fewer words, yeah. we're actually enjoying this. My wife has cooked more in the last two weeks than she has in the last three months. <laughs> and with joy. Yeah. Oh, and it's not, that's not a, she's not a happy homemaker. I, I don't, I'm not one of those uh, pregnant and in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. Know, show that I almost <laughs> came across. No, no, no. I, mean, I didn't say that right. We've been cooking. We have a yeah. big island in the middle of the uh, kitchen. I sit on one side and prep and cut everything. And she, but we've done all these meal prep uh, things, right? And so uh, home chef is the one <laughs> we've, we've chosen. Oh, I like that. And so, Oh, it's fantastic. It's kind of like Blue it's Apron fantastic. or HelloFresh kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah, exactly right. They make yeah, it easy, and, and it's fun. It is so, uh, like, not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Like, yeah, it's, like it's nothing actually, from the second we... Don't you, don't, don't you feel like Gordon Ramsay when you're in the kitchen? Yeah, like, I mean, just the, uh, yeah. Just yeah. the process of, of preparing yeah. the meal... And, and I feel like a chef. It, it yeah. makes me feel good. Jen, Jen meal preps every single good. week. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, a little bit more like Bobby Flay because he's always drunk when I, he cooks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little bit more like Bobby Flay. Oh, how, how about Emma uh, Lagasse? Bam! Yeah, right? We came home from the wedding with so much extra booze. The castle that we got married in yeah. is, is bring your own booze. It's BYOB. Oh, wow. It's a really, yeah, it's a very cool situation. <laughs> so we went, we went nuts, you know. We, you know, we're coming um, to Vegas in uh in May, so we're gonna have to come check out these castles if they let us fly. Yeah, still. oh, fantastic! I think yeah. I think you're being optimistic yeah. about the May timeline, but I'm I will very be optimistic. optimistic you always. are a half glass, half full kind of gal. <laughs> so we're going to Vegas. Oh yeah, Lady Gaga's there. Yeah, you know, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, you are. Excellent. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, this will all be, I don't think it'll all be cleared up by May, but we'll, we'll be in better shape than we are now by May. Oh, yeah, I'm this is true. Of that. My dad, boy, my dad, uh, this is a whole nother conversation, but my dad is a, was a, a bodybuilding hall of famer. My father won Mr. America in 1948 wow. and Mr. Universe in 62. And this, this, this really, uh, this really, I didn't realize that this was umbrellaed by the hope Thing, but it, but it really is. So yeah. My dad um, died at seventy-seven years of age, healthiest man on earth, literally. Again, two world titles in in mm-hmm. the bodybuilding uh, field, and uh, and even in his mid-sixties, like the only time I ever saw that guy sick or hurt, in at sixty-six years of age, he got a hernia lifting a garage door by himself. Oh, like he's that he was that guy. <laughs> wow. He was that guy. Yeah. But he, uh, yeah. Oh, I, you want to talk about, I got stories. Boy, I got <laughs> my dad's background. I got stories. But, but. Well, the, I'm, the, I'm totally the into the, the, I'm totally into the bodybuilding lifting thing. So all with having all four boys, oh, cool. we're always in the gym. So I'm actually fascinated by it. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Google George Eiferman. You, you'll see some interesting things. Okay. He, he, uh, he lived an interesting life. I'm writing it down but, right uh, now. Winning. Oh, such a great mentor and, and a sweetheart of a man. And I, you know, I wrote a song when I was like 15. He's Mr. Universe to you, but he's Mr. Everything to me. Yeah, he, he was great. 
He was a great, great, uh, the ripple effect that he had on people. Yeah. Um, just unbelievable. But, but I want to laser beam this because of the virus. Mm -hmm. So he used to say, I mean, when I was a, a kid, again, healthy, health, never even had the common cold. That hernia thing to see my dad in the hospital, mm -hmm. mid sixties, was like, "What? I think you're going to die." Like, what's going on? He was just laughing at me. <laughs> you know, I was lifting a garage door. Like, and dumb. I should ask help. I'm fine. But he used to say this this sort of story of sorts about scurvy. I think he just thought the word was funny, <laughs> which it kind of is. It is. <laughs> but he goes, you know, uh, for for decades, for generations, scurvy was a thing. And then what would happen is if somebody got scurvy on, on a boat, and he was in the Navy, this is why he knows this story, I'm sure, but <laughs> he goes, um, you know, if uh, in, in the Navy during the war, if there was scurvy on our minesweeper, that like it was back in like, feels like pirate days or whatever, people would just jump off the boat. They would just kill themselves. Just, wow. oh, I've got scurvy. I'm going to feed myself for the sharks and save myself the torture of scurvy. Oh, wow. <laughs> And he goes, and then, and so that was like Monday, like on a Monday, somebody on a boat goes, oh crap, I've got scurvy, I'm going to jump over, there's a shark, and they're, they're done. And then Tuesday, somebody cured scurvy. Oh, geez. Like you realize there's no such thing as scurvy anymore. Oh my gosh. Like it, it literally did just, it, right? I mean, yeah. think about all the things. It was there and um, then gone. It just this, and then gone. And unfortunately, so is Billy that just jumped over overboard yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Like we could have cured Billy, Billy yesterday. Billy did not you know, know that everything is temporary. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. 100%. Mm -hmm. 100%. So there's, it's funny that you guys are doing exactly what you're doing. I, I never really put the word hope mm -hmm. into all of the equation, but it is the common thread. Yeah. And, and I have hope that this is going to be just like scurvy. Yeah. Like all of a sudden... I mean, what are the odds that there's any problem that the the globes, like literally the global community of physicians, scientists, doctors, biologists, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it's never really happened before. I mean, AIDS, you know, mm -hmm. we're old enough, you mm -hmm. know, the AIDS epidemic hit, mm -hmm. and there was so much mystery to it um, that, it, you know, I was at Live Aid, for God's sakes, yeah. in 1985. I was at Wembley Stadium in London you know, where we didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just had no clue. And then like a week later, somebody somewhere thought that it would be an airborne thing and people freaked out. And I remember, um, and then magic Johnson gets it and like, you know, like all this stuff wrapped around it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think because it was for five years, it was a gay thing. It there wasn't a global audience of people trying to solve that problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, you're you're this, going you're this. going down the same path that 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 I've thought of. You know, the collective intelligence of all of humanity focused like a laser mm -hmm. on this virus. Mm -hmm. How can we? You tell me a problem that can't be solved with that kind. Yes. No problem can live with that, that kind of intent, uh, yeah. with that kind of focus, with that kind of effort. You know, and that's part of the conversation yeah. that I had with our kids. I said we're going to see the best. Of humanity, we're going to see yeah. the rise. We're going to see yep. collective intelligence focused on this, and I I want to believe what you believe, and that is that this will um, 
be short lived. Mm-hmm. I hope it's shorter lived than what we yeah. expect. I hope I hope it's seasonal. Mm-hmm. I hope we get a reprieve in summer, and then maybe a little b- buys us a bit more yeah. time to have that collective intelligence. You know, really kind of sort out the best way to right. uh, mm-hmm. attack this. But you know, there's here's what I'm yeah, looking for. Go ahead. The end of May being 110 degrees here in Vegas is a yeah. good thing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> right? It's going to burn a little bit off. Sorry, I, I interrupted you there. No. Yeah, no worries. I was I was just going to say that you know if you if you if you if you take that and and imagine that I think what's what's going to be interesting about the collective intelligence, humankind, etc., is we're all going to be transformed. That whole wind blows against us all um, analogy that you gave, I think, is is true. But what I think is is going to be the most interesting thing about this is that coming out of this, all of our lives will be different mm-hmm. moving forward. We'll think differently. Uh, I certainly am going Everybody. to focus on hygiene differently than yeah. I used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm certainly going to be a lot more considerate of people and small things like hugs yeah. and fellowship yeah. and and things like that. Like you just, I, I just whatever the whatever the maximum possible benefit to both humanity and and the planet that can come out of this. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want that. Yeah. I want, I want whatever the positive, whatever the good is, whatever the rise is out of this. Yeah, it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's, it's, you know, it's annoying. It's uncomfortable. It can be stressful for some. It can be, you know, life threatening. I don't, I don't want to discount that. You know, let's, let's send some love to our, you know, just food workers and grocery stores, you know, our frontline folks on you know, the front lines of uh, medical care and, and caring for others that are sick and, you know, I, d- I don't want to take anything from them. I, I just want, you know, whatever the good is from this, there will be good that comes yeah. from it. I just want that. Oh, the maximum. 100%. Me too. Me too. I mean, think about the thousand of doctors that know better. Mm-hmm. that have been like working on a better boner pill for the last three years. <laughs> this is true. You know they I mean? solved, like, they solved that problem. <laughs> Why can't they well, solve I'm, this I'm, one? Like I said, right. Exactly hey, maybe, right. maybe it's but, this, but here's, maybe that will cure it. You, you, maybe we should try. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. all right. I'll make a call. I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. I know a boner pill guy. Hey, um, but, but if you, I, the, the the doctor thing and the focus thing and the and the and how this all uh, gets solved mm-hmm. um, is is also going to take some real deal. We'll hope, obviously, yeah. but some some forced. Um, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Cotton candy. Cotton compromise. candy. <laughs> compromise. Cow, compromise. Compromise. <laughs> There's, there, wow, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You got um, it. There, there's, there's a lot of people that have just been my way or the highway. Yeah. You know, in yeah. a lot of ways, in politics, in, 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 in just a lot of ways, and just and have had blinders on. Mm-hmm. And I think globally, those blinders have been ripped off. Yeah, I agree. The, I agree with empathy, that completely. The empathy that we that we have to have for people. What you guys are doing is empathetic. It's realizing that there's people out there that need a learned skill, right? This happy guy, the the happiness guy. Yep. Those ten things are now a a a solution to learn how to make those choices. Um, I don't think that they come naturally to a lot of people. I I don't think people realize they can wake up and go, "I'm going to choose to be grateful, or I'm going to choose to be bitter." 
And maybe all that takes is a difference of 10 seconds of stretching or cracking my knuckles or reading a book or listening to an audio or, you know, something, smelling some incense, uh, something positive. Again, a happy distraction. Yeah. Those little things create hope in these little tiny doses. And we all know that if you can make a dollar, you can make $10. If mm-hmm. you can make $10, you can make a thousand. Like the, the financial mindset is the same with happiness yes. and hope. Yes. If I can be hopeful for one little thing, if I can, we can have the agreement that we just had, which is all these doctors all over the world laser beam focusing, like you said, Sean, on the thing now. Um, that is not the little thing. That's not the one dollar. That's a million dollars about to turn into a gazillion. Yes. When yeah. it comes to the, the solutions to this problem. And I think that definitely ripples into what we're talking about in just lifestyle. And people are going to live better lives because of this. They're going to realize mm-hmm. that uh, uh, <laughs> the times that back in the great toilet paper famine of 2020, <laughs> when, I had to, when I had to take a really close look at my life. Yeah. Um, and and what was driving my people. happiness and what was driving my contentment and what was driving my gratefulness and you know all that yeah. other stuff i think it's i think it's a i think it's a huge um reset for a lot of people you yep. know to just and really take a, a look that, that, uh, a lot of people that don't like what they see there's going to be a lot of divorces there's going to be a lot of people that were like look i love you but i don't know if i like you 24/7 <laughs> You know, I mean, those are two different things. Yeah, but I'm used that there could be a lot of people that actually where marriages are saved as well. You know, imagine the guy that was killing oh, himself, you know, as a workaholic that now gets a t- chance to to really have a reset, to share time with his kids, to to you know, be in a situation where, you know, outside of obviously the immediate needs of of a financial family, I mean, it's it's hard to to you know, appreciate the the time with family if you're stressed to the gourd about how you're going to pay your mortgage or rent or or whatever. But, you know, I, I did have an interview with a guy that um, frankly says he's living his best life right now because he's got yep. he's got a son that's eight Love years it. old that's autistic and his daughter's 10 and they're able to you know, they've been able to, over the last two weeks, share uh, three meals a day, be involved. He's yeah. seen his autistic son really kind of turn a corner with some ideas and I stuff they're able, to, able yeah. to, to, to share because yeah. the parents are now involved mm-hmm. and, and, and it's not just, you know, relegated to a teacher or whatever. So I do we think are in that, the era of people over paychecks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right now, like it's people... People versus profits. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think and I think people are going to win. I think people time right now. Um, I've heard over and over again that uh, car companies and banks and mortgages and things like that are are set up and ready to do like uh, forgiveness programs for the next sixty ninety days, where they re- again going to the same boat. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it, again. It's one blue in the face. I'm not Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely not John Bon Jovi. What you know, I'm not Springsteen. Um, uh, this thing goes past six months, and we'll we'll, we're we'll revisit the podcast again to, at to that time. Up. You're you need some hope. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We <laughs> always need yes. hope. You know, yes, but financially wise, you yeah. Know, like, uh, and so it's interesting now that I that I've heard just in the last two days that there's all these like forgiveness programs, mm-hmm. and and so now. That gives hope to the person who is paycheck to paycheck, 
just yeah. to make their car payments. Now, all of a sudden, they can focus on people instead of the paycheck. Yeah, yeah I agree. And that gives them the hope that when they wake up in the morning, the weight on their chest mm-hmm. is not, I'm going to lose my car, I'm going to lose my house, like all that stuff. Three months from now, uh, they, when so much of this, hopefully, will be behind yeah. behind us. Yeah. The three months, the 90 days, that's 90 mornings that they wake up and and that guy gets to spend time with his autistic mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, like that is all people time. That yes. You can call it whatever you want, quality yes. time, whatever. It's got nothing to do with profits. It's got nothing to do with chasing a paycheck, which is what we've all done. That carrot mm-hmm. for most people, especially in this country. Yes. Um, uh, that carrot is way bigger normally than quality time with your family. Yeah, I agree. For, for and, way too many people. And this is a, this is a reset. Gone. All yeah, of a sudden. I agree. Yeah. So, Sean, as we, uh, I love that. I yeah. agree. As as we finish up here, I just wanted to to say, I mean, you are fostering uh, hope yourself through thatvegasshow dot com. You're about to go on in about a half hour. Yeah. And uh, so, I just wanted to ask you, what would you say to somebody that's listening right now? that may be feeling anxious, that may be feeling, you know, um, hopeless, what would, what would you say to that person, uh, right now? Yeah. The first thing I would say, and I'm not saying this to blow smoke up your skirts, but, uh, uh, whoever's listening to that question is listen to this show. Yeah. Like this is a learned thing. You need to exercise different muscles in your brain. The the hopeful muscles have atrophied. Yes, and I understand. I understand that we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have felt the same way. We have all felt the same way. And then I found that there's a path. Sometimes there's some rocks, and sometimes you know it's it's not easy. Um, but the step by step path to get to a little happier, a little more hopeful mm-hmm. is doing some different stuff. And some, maybe, I mean, you're already doing it. Obviously if somebody's listening to this, they probably listened to one already mm-hmm. and have already subscribed and all that stuff. But I mean, that's the first thing. And it's not necessarily just your podcast. Um, uh, we're, we're audiobook nuts and, and I listen to podcasts and I Ted talks mm-hmm. and you know, all that stuff. And, and when I don't, I feel different. I, I don't, I'm not motivated to work out. I, I don't learn new songs. I, you know, like all it, it ripples into the other things. Mm-hmm. And uh, trust me, the brain is a muscle and it, it can be exhausted, right? It can, it can be fatigued just like your bicep <laughs> easily, right? We've all yep. felt exhausted mentally, yep. but it can also starve. <laughs> it can yeah. also atrophy like a muscle that you don't use. And so that's the first thing I would do is put on some headphones. Listen, <laughs> Listen to something to some encouraging. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of people that think that's just bees and or I'm going to do rub crystals and hug trees and listen to some <laughs> about the, my chakras being in line. And, and I, and I will say absolutely positively. Yes. Get out of your way. Get out of your own way mm-hmm. and do that. Rub a crystal. Yeah. Go that? hug a tree. Try it. That and one thing. Try it. Remember that everything is temporary. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 
Thank you so much, Sean, yep. for coming online and uh, oh, sharing some you. of your wisdom with us. And, you know, for those that are listening, please check out thatvegasshow.com. Um, and you're going to continue to do this as long as we're quarantined, right? That's the, that's the goal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about what it would look like taking a break and maybe hopping in the motorhome and, and, and taking a break, taking a break. Yeah. And then I drove and then I drove the R V into the side of the house and I shattered my, my windshield. <laughs> I wish you, that was a joke. You that, probably shouldn't have line. you probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that that <laughs> that had to have sucked. That was a that, bad that, idea. Yeah, that that oh. was like, Oh, I guess we're staying home. That that was a big sign right there that you're supposed to stay where you are. Stay at home. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I have rarely felt so gumpish. That was a forest <laughs> where I uh Oh, man. Oh, I want to watch that oh, movie well. now. Yeah, exactly. I love Forrest Gump. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining our podcast, Sean. I appreciate it very thank much, you. and I applaud what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wish you much success in helping others and much success in um, actually changing your own life through yeah. this process. Yep, absolutely. Oh, thank you. Well, that is reciprocal. I'm going to swing back around. I was word <laughs> at the beginning of this thing. Um, ditto. I feel exactly the same way. We, we, the world needs more people like you guys. Aww. Well, thank you. There's thank more you. Sean and Jen's in the world. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> that was a fun interview. What'd you think oh of Sean? Gosh. He puts the fun in funny. He just made me laugh. He did make you laugh. And yeah. I, I loved hearing his stories, loved hearing his attitude and his just approach to, mm-hmm. You know, just helping other people. Yeah. You know, like his mantra, everything is temporary. I love that. You know, I think everyone needs to kind of uh, adopt that yeah. kind of a, of a mantra. It's kind of how, I mean, we've been really emphasizing this too shall pass yes. kind of thing. So it's, it's kind of like on the same thing. It's a season. And yeah, it was kind of nice talking to him because he believes the same thing. And, you know, everything is temporary. I mean, doing, doing something every day, mm-hmm. strumming that guitar, singing some songs, all to benefit other people. And indirectly, it comes back and benefits him, too. Yeah. Like, he didn't expect that. No, not Just at like all. Just like, like some of the comments that we've gotten, some of the feedback that we've gotten, mm-hmm. we, we did not expect that either. Right. Like, he went out trying to encourage other people and give them hope and help them. And then it just comes right back at them. You know, and along those lines, if you're listening right now and you want to follow along on our journey, you can do so in one of two ways. You can go to Hope Radio Podcast on Instagram and or Facebook. Yes. And we would love if you have somebody that you know of that can be an encourager, somebody that can spark joy, somebody that can engender hope, then we would love, absolutely love to interview them. You got to know somebody Mm -hmm. that's that way, right? Or... As an alternative, if you know of somebody that might need some encouragement, wants to come online, talk about what's going on in their life, maybe some uh, challenges or adversity they're facing, we would love to be encouragers for those people as well. Yes, we would. And uh, with that, that's the end of our show. Until tomorrow. Until tomorrow. You're right. That's funny.